Welcome back to The Wine Show. You're here with Jill Upton and our final interviewee today is Mark Woods from Leogate Estate in the Hunter Valley. Mark, welcome. How are you? Very well, thank you, Gillian. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed our chat the other day and I've been looking forward to bringing you on air so that you could tell a bit of the story about your about your gorgeous wine. So how about I, um, I let you lead the way? Yes, okay. Well, uh, my current role uh, is the winemaker for a business in Picolban in the Hunter Valley called Leo Gate Estate Wines. Uh, Leo Gate has been making wine uh, from our broken back vineyard in Picolban since 2009. Uh, and I came on board as the winemaker in 2010. So I only missed the first harvest. Uh, so we're a relatively young winemaking company, but we have a very old vineyard where the winery, cellar door, function centre and accommodation villas are situated. It's on Broke Road in Picolban uh, and it was established by uh, a husband and wife team called Bill and Vicky Whidden and they were originally Black Angus cattle farmers uh, from a property in Tamworth just uh, bordering the Gunnaganoo station and uh, they're out of the cattle business and now into, into winemaking. Oh, it might, might have been a good move. So um, I, I might have mentioned to you the other day, I'm, I'm a Tamworth girl and I actually do know of them. I know the actual uh, I know the actual property that borders Gunnagunu Station very well. Um, my my family also are Angus beef uh, producers. So it's uh, so I've always had a, a bit of a fascination with Leo Gator State wines, apart from the fact that they are extremely good wines. Um, <laughs> testament that you're on Qantas first in business class. I just thought that I should mention that. But uh, I do rather like that story. They, they've turned their hand from agriculture to uh, to viticulture and it's worked very very well so so you you've come on board tell us tell us a bit about the wines that you're that you're making your uh i know you you, you dabble in quite a few you've got the tempranillos of course you've got the chardonnays and the semions but tell us what what someone could expect when they come along and have a tasting at at your cellar door yes um we we try to make something for everybody uh so we have several varieties growing on the Broken Back Vineyard in the Hunter. Uh, in the whites, we have Semillon, Vidello, Chardonnay, Gewürztraminer, Pinot Gris and Viognier. Uh, and in the red grape varieties, we have Shiraz and Tempranillo. So we, we try to make a range of wines for, from the newcomer who's just exploring wines uh, for the first time. Uh, where we try to allow the softness of the fruit and some maybe some residual sugar to allow the wine to have the balance between the acidity uh, and, and the sugar. Uh, but then we also make uh, cellaring styles for the connoisseur to put away in the cellar uh, and, and age for 10 to 15 years, which the hunter is renowned for, especially in the Semillon and the Shiraz. Uh, and we have sparkling wine as well. So we feel like We've got a library of wines for people to come and explore and hopefully find something that suits them. For sure. And these these are all of your Leo Gate estate. That's a it's a relatively newer vineyard. But you but you actually do have the um one of your vineyards, the Broken Back Vineyard, which is yes. one of the absolute original. And Broken Back Mountain is actually the beautiful mountain range behind the Hunter Valley, isn't it? That's right. And that's where our vineyard gets its name from. So Leo Gate Estate is situated on the Broken Back Vineyard. The Broken Back Vineyard was planted in the late 1960s 
by Len Evans, who was the boss of Rothbury Estate at the time. Uh, and Len, Len described our vineyard as a great patch of dirt for growing grapes and making wine. Uh, so we're, we're stuck to that and we believe well, that strongly as well. Well, if Len says that, it's true. I think I think uh, there'd be very few people who don't know the name of Len Evans and uh, basically the legacy that has followed him uh, in the wine world. He's been extremely formative in the, uh, in the um, pioneering the Australian wine industry. Absolutely. He's been uh, a great leader and promoter um, of Australian wines. Uh, he's taken Australian wines to the world um, and uh, rates Australian wines extremely highly. Um, and uh, we all owe Len a lot for, uh, yes, for his development of the Australian wine industry and his passion for it. Um, so yes, the Broken Back Vineyard and Leo Gate are on the one property. At the entrance to the property, there's large iron gates that have lions in the gates. Uh, and that is our brand, Leo Gate Estate with the lions. And those gates are the protectors of the very historic broken back vineyard planted by Len Evans in the late 1960s. Um, so yes, whilst I am very lucky, I've got a blend of the old and the new. I have a, a brand new winemaking facility, brand new cellar door, restaurant, function centre, and now some villas for accommodation will be released for opening in February this year. Uh, but I've got 55-year-old grapevines in order to make the wines in these brand new facilities. So I'm very fortunate that I've got premium Hunter Valley fruit to work with. Oh, that's fantastic. So it sounds like it's a great, uh, it's a great spot for people to visit uh, when they do come to the Hunter. And as I'd mentioned, I, I'm definitely uh, featuring uh, New South Wales wineries in today's show for the purpose of people who can now actually get across borders, um, especially from you know Victoria, South Australia, and and, and, and Queensland, who can um, who can go and, and experience the Hunter. Now the Hunter is it's a very large area, and so it can probably be a little bit, um, I don't know, for someone who hasn't really been there that often. Or doesn't know it that well, I guess you'd sort of think, well, where do I start? So, what what sort of experience will they have? You have a you have a restaurant, you have uh, you've got a wedding venue, and you have accommodation, and the, the accommodation is that's all going to be ready as of February this year. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So, um, the Hunter Valley it, it is a large area, but it's um, approximately a forty five minute drive from the Newcastle Airport to the Hunter, um, and and at Leo Gate. We pretty much can offer everything except a game of golf. We, we don't have a golf course. We've got plenty of vines. Oh, they're um, there for wine, not golf, right? <laughs> yes, I agree. So no, you can you can uh, book a tasting. You can have accommodation. You can have meals. You can have a winery tour and a winery experience. You can have a vineyard tour and experience uh, the growth stages of the vines. So we we offer, I think, a a rounded experience to see wine country in Pocolbin by visiting Leo Gate Estate, yes. So just from a, a, just a quick geography um, uh, perspective, so there's Pocolbin, there's Broke, there's Fordwich, there's Lovedale, there are a few areas of the Hunter. And I'm just yes. thinking, for the benefit of people who don't know the geography as well as you and I, and, and myself, um, how would you describe how the wines sort of differ uh, between those different areas? And what if you were looking for a particular style, would you go to Lovedale over, say, Broke, for example? Well, there's... The regions are quite close. Um, what is it that they're not um, an hour or two apart? They're ten minutes apart. Yeah. So the, the 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 country is quite quite similar, and therefore the, I believe the wine styles are quite similar. Um, the the main difference that I find in 
the lower Hunter around Pocolbin is the different soils. So the, there's a lot of changing in soil types between sites and locations, uh, and the ground is quite undulating. Um, so you have east and west facing vines, north facing vines. So I think that really it's your your uniqueness of your own property, your own terroir, your own site that will impact flavour into, into the wines in, in a different way than somebody else's site. And I think that's the beauty of being a, a traveller or a tourist. You get mm. to come to the cellar doors, you get to taste the wines from each of the individual producers, and you can be the judge uh, to, to, to taste the, the different flavour profiles within the wines. Yeah, for sure. It's actually just, um, uh, we're just talking about the 2021 vintage uh, earlier and that uh, in the Hunter, it's not specifically uh, one of the best, whereas you did have a bit of a smashingly good 2015, 16, 17 and 18 uh, all in a row. Um, how are you finding that vintage and, and what particular wines are you expecting to thrive from it? Uh, from the vintage of 21 or the one yes. we're about to start now? Uh, from 21 at the moment. Let's go yes. from there. 21 was uh, a little bit cooler um, and a bit more rain than we would have liked. So what I find when we have a cooler, wetter year, the wines are a little more elegant in style. They're, they're not as powerful or as intense in flavour. Uh, so they're, they're quite uh, approachable to drink as a young wine because of their elegance. Uh, and they're very good to pair with food because they won't dominate the meal that you're having with the wine. So the 21 vintage was a, was a challenge. Uh, we have we do have challenges in the Hunter. We we do have humidity and afternoon thunderstorms. Uh, mm. So so 2021 was a challenging year, uh, but certainly better than the the prior drought year with the bushfires and the smoke. So I I, I rate the 21 a seven out of ten. Well, there we go. Seven out of ten. Not too bad. So uh, you you just uh, you just touched then on uh, on this vintage. What what can we expect to see from the twenty twenty two? Yes. Well, I've I've been walking the vineyard rows during the week uh, bef before uh, talking with you. I've been sampling. Um, I, I've sampled all of the white grapes. Uh, the bone may still have a couple of weeks to go, I believe, on our property before we'll start the harvest. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing clean fruit. I'm seeing good yields. Uh, we've had a wet we've had a wet spring, so I'm, I'm seeing quite a amount of fruit load on the vines. And what we're doing at the moment is keeping our fingers crossed that uh, the weather will dry out uh, over the next three to four weeks, and we'll have a, a great harvest and some great quality wines. Yeah, beautiful. So you do actually have a lot of your wines are award winning. I know Halliday's rates rates them. Well, for one, you're a five uh, five red star rated uh, winery, but rates a lot of your wines 95 plus, which is um which is very very impressive. So what is it do you think that you are doing in order to uh, to make those wines so beautifully? Well, well thank you. Um, yes, uh, we're, we're very proud of those uh, results from Halliday. Um, We've been rated five red stars for 10 consecutive years now. Um, and it's something that we all work hard for. And as a team, uh, we're all very pleased to receive those ratings. Uh, but from a, a winemaking perspective, it starts in the vineyard. We have a very old vineyard, uh, low, low yielding, generally speaking. Uh, to me, low yielding means high quality grapes that are sweet and have a lot of flavor um, as grapes. Uh, and the, the vineyard team uh, work diligently to, to deliver premium fruit to the winery door. 
Uh, and then my role is to take that fruit from that launching platform and try to nurture those wines right through to the bottle to produce a premium wine uh, and, and then submit them to Halliday for review. Uh, so it's a combination of both viticulture and winemaking, uh, making sure that we uh, leave no stone unturned and try to turn every parcel of fruit into the best wine that it can be. Uh, and I think if you have that level of attitude across the grape growing and winemaking process and a premium vineyard to supply you with the fruit, you've got a chance of making high quality wines. Oh, look, I totally agree. I think, as you say, it's also the premium vineyard. I mean, if you don't have the right soil, then uh, that it's going to be a, it, it's, it's tough to have that philosophy. But, um, and that's what the hunters are just so great at. It's completely different myriad of, of grounds, but um, still just magnificent wines. So, look, I'm, I'm very excited about speaking about these hunter vines. I've mentioned earlier that um, that is very close to my heart as, I've, as I am a Tamworth girl myself. But for people, just, just to recap, for people who are, do want to visit the hunter, um, Mark, thank you. You actually just mentioned the beginning of the interview it's about a 45 minute drive from the newcastle airport so you yes. can fly directly uh to you can fly to newcastle or you could fly to sydney you have a night or two in sydney and you can either get a higher car which is two hours from sydney to uh into the hunter and um and the, and you know the beauty of it is that the different little wine regions in the hunter in the hunter or sub regions are actually so close together it makes it very easy to get around and that's a massive draw card for visiting a wine region I do feel you know you it, it, in the in the Margaret River for example or you know certain certain wine regions they're very spread out and it's um and it makes a lot of travelling during the day whereas the hunter kind of cuts all of that out for you so maybe if I could just get a couple of restaurant ideas we've we've already been given yellow Billy at Pig's Peak, which is relatively new and for carnivores. We have Margan, which is wonderful, and Bistro Molinet. Do you have any to add to, to the foodies out there? Well, I'd have to add ours as number one. Absolutely, uh, Leo, I was expecting that. <laughs> Leo, Leo Gate Estate, our restaurant is called The Gates Restaurant. Uh, we, we specialise in dry-aged Angus beef. Uh, that comes from Bill and Vicky's Pre previous business of uh, the, the Black Angus cattle, where they had a stud herd uh, for producing uh, bulls uh, and calves and, and cows, and they had a commercial herd for beef. So we have a dry aged uh, room to mature the Angus on the hook, uh, where it loses about 20% of its weight over the course of about five weeks in the dry aging room. Um, and it becomes more concentrated in flavour. Uh, and when you cook it, we recommend medium rare uh, and the, the steaks are beautiful and tender. And I think a great pairing for the Angus steak is the Leo Gator State Broken Back Vineyard Shiraz. So oh, sounds good. Steak and Shiraz and Semillon and seafood, I think, are well, what, what the hunter does very, very well as far as the foodies go. Um, and in regards to the other restaurants, well, I I don't get I don't get around too much. Uh, I like you sound I like, far too busy, Mark. <laughs> I like to come home and, and cook a barbecue and and hang out with my family and, and things like that. But um, that there's a there's you, you've mentioned some very good ones there. Um, but I'd have to say Muse Muse Restaurant. 
news is amazing. And look, I am just noticing, my goodness, we've only got one minute left. Um, wow. I am going to have to cut us here, but Muse is definitely fantastic at, uh, at Hungerford Hill. Uh, look, Mark, thank you so much for joining. Um, as I said, the time just goes so quickly. I'll be in touch when I'm in the Hunter and I look forward to sharing a steak and a red with you. Terrific, so you have dear. a great weekend, mate. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.